This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This week in League, Ben Hunt answers the question everyone's been asking. How far can you drop kick a ball with a Mars bar up your ass? Gus Gould spotted in hospital promising Make-A-Wish kids five-year deals and the full support of the board. Feud confirmed as Robbie Farrow refuses to play another year with Benji and calls time on his NRL career. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for round 20 of the 2019 NRL season. All that more this week in League. Welcome to episode 329 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. What's happening, man? I don't know. Any <laughs> stories you want to share? <laughs> Look, in what is, you know, tradition has become to be a traditional story time at the start of episodes now. Uh, <sighs> earlier this evening, I'll just let me, I just want to set the scene. <laughs> I, I may have in passing made, you know, jested about uh, about uh, like a, a kink equivalent of like, uh, you know, Tinder and things like that. And where, except it's like Tinder, except for, you know, chicks just want to beat the fuck out of you and stick fucking the, you know, stilettos in your, in, in your, in your pee hole and all that sort of thing, right? So on said service. <laughs> <laughs> Can you confirm or deny <laughs> that you talked yourself into an encounter with a furry? <laughs> <laughs> and and provide perhaps a window into the world <laughs> that that we may not be uh privy to. And I will interject with my my innocent and naive well, questions. <laughs> see, here's here's the thing. There's um there's an app called uh, Kink the. So like okay, so yeah. Right? So it's Kink with a D on it, and it's exactly as you said. It's Tinder for for weird bitches. Yeah. And weird dudes. Yeah. Right. So. So naturally, you found a home. I'm amongst my people. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Free um, at last. <laughs> <laughs> We're land on freaky bitches, freaky bitches, <laughs> land on us. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I was talking to this girl who was a a furry. Now, furry, for those of you who don't know, are people who enjoy playtime, be it sexual or otherwise, um, either dressed up in. Or accompanied by... Pretty much dressed up as NRL mascots. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Dressed the, up as stuffed toys, essentially. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and and getting getting in, I, I didn't want to get in and go, yeah, I'm, I'm fully into it. Because that's 
easy to fuck up. I fucked that up another time because then they, they like start talking to you in this lingo. <laughs> and you, it, it's really obvious really quickly that you've overstated your, uh, your expertise or your involvement in the scene. In that yeah. particular uh, Did you, fetish. So Okay, so so you're just browsing, what, just in the area or something and this comes up or you actually thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down no, this no, road no, and investigate just, this? Yeah, I was just going through all of them. There, there's not a thing of, okay, I'm going to look for this or look for this or look for this. Oh, so there just happened to be someone, there's one that they're, they're come They're all there. And you so go- at that point, do you get on Google like, like and try and familiarize yourself with like the vernacular applicable terms so you can so you can successfully no, no I tried that yeah and it yeah there's like again just the way you use phrases yeah, and, and okay. things like that it, it's yep. not cool um so what I do know though is the term that they use in the scene is emerging okay. and that is that is not ex- not 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 one in the world However, interested and looking for That's a guide it. to take me That's on this it. journey. That, that means okay. I'm, I'm fucking. I, I could be the revelation. Inexperienced but willing. Yes, willing to it. learn. So, um, the revelation of the of the you have, know have hooked up with the furry the dickachu of. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't even think about that. I should have pretended to be a Pokemon. <sighs> See, that was yeah. fucking great. You anyway, borrowed my fucking so, Snorlax onesie. And fucking uh, <laughs> no, that's the other thing. That see that I oh, see onesies are they, 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 that's, that's rude. That's disrespectful. To, like so, so, so if it's a onesie, you're like you you you're faking the funk. Exactly. Okay. See, this exactly. is this is all this is all fascinating um, information that I'm sure that most people in this audience and and so we're getting in, um, and the the, the other good thing about it is that there's very little small talk and you know. But they're straight to like you know you know I want to find someone to to, to piss in my mouth. Basically, and you're basically yeah. Hey, how you doing? This is it. Have you got your own stuff? No. Okay, I do. You're thirsty. Let's put, go. Put that on and diddle me. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's it. Um, and because I'm you know not not into it myself at that stage, I didn't feel comfy putting on furry pants that other people had probably <laughs> fucked in. <laughs> well, no, um, you need to, so you need to back up there. So this, this particular young lady, she wasn't, she wasn't going to dress up as, as a, as a stuffed toy and be fucked by, she, she wanted you to be the toy. Yeah. 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 And so it ended up, um, just what I had to do was put, they, they looked like giant, Oscar the Grouch hands. <laughs> and what, they went like the elbow or just, they were just like- No, nah, just, for, just forearm. So, yeah, okay. en- enough for my hands to go in. Yeah, but yeah. They were so oversized. Yeah, okay. That they sort of went forearm to, you know, another hand <laughs> past where my fingers are. <laughs> and it was the <sighs> fucking- The mental pitch is fantastic. Keep going. It was the weirdest <laughs> fucking foreplay ever because it just involved basically me. Um, imagine that you're an NRL mascot. Yeah. And you're trying to give someone a massage. <laughs> and that that level of, of lack of dexterity. Um, we got around to the action. Mm-hmm. And the part of that was that I had to you know, have a doggy style mm-hmm. and be moving the fucking yeah, okay. grouch hands all yeah, over it. Yeah. And not 
choke or anything, but sort of brush them across the face and all this weird stuff. <laughs> but look, it it didn't necessarily detract from my experience. <laughs> um, I probably put in a better performance than usual because I was so fucking focused on distracted by like, by your Muppet duties. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Um, you know, <laughs> I did sort of think to myself at one stage, this is like a reversal because it's normally the person that's got something up the Muppet. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, from what you've seen and yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I finished, I pulled out so as to avoid any baby furries. <laughs> Or Muppet Bay, and as to, as to rewind that, you say as to avoid the production of another season of Muppet Babies. <laughs> Muppet Babies, and, and this is where it seems to be a reoccurrent theme in my fucking misadventures. <laughs> so I've pulled out and finished, and then as you do, sort of collapsed on the back. Yeah. Okay. And there's just too much human contact and not enough fucking no, Grover. turned around and gone, did you put my fucking gloves in the cum? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> you. To which I didn't say anything. I just sort of had a stupid look on my face. A, the si- a silence that indicated that indeed you had. <laughs> and I held the gloves up in the air. Like Elmo had just been caught by his mum. <laughs> Oscar the Grouch was doing his uh, doing the the weekly pay slips, and someone had robbed the bank. <laughs> um, which is apparently like a major fucking no no, which I didn't know. Getting the getting the, the shit on the shit because it's apparently very hard to clean that shit out. Yeah, but I mean, like, as obviously, I'm very outside this scene, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. it sounds fantastic. But is it not an occupational hazard? I mean, if you're going to be yeah. fucking with yeah, yeah. stuff everywhere, but like- it's apparently rude to be so nonchalant with the uh, equipment. But see, you were emerging, so you had an excuse. How were you to yeah, know? That was the issue. You I said, am- so a bad teacher. I emerged all over the gloves. <laughs> <laughs> So will you be seeing? Will you be seeing fucking I do uh, not Piggy think, again? I do not think I will be invited back because I refuse to take them home and wash them. Well, I mean, you know, I feel it was a positive, a positive, a positive step that she was willing to relinquish them <laughs> to your custody for the purpose of cleaning. I tell you what, what you should have done is to add even like an extra epilogue to the story. Was get get the fucking things dry clean and have that discussion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, story time is uh, is 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 never dull. Um- <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to take a break for a while. I tell you what, I think I, I I think stepdad's homework. I think we we should we should go through these things and line up the next one for you. <laughs> no, please no. <laughs> No. Just uh, just give us some give us some uh, some para- loose parameters. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to get stabbed or anything. Or yeah, no, thank you. That, uh... Get your gills fingered. <laughs> 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 but uh, yes, onto the footy. That's right. That's what we talk about here. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes, yes. Um, and I, I'm just, I was just trying to think of a line just to to connect A to B, but I can't. But um, Robbie Farah has announced that he'll be retiring at the end of the season today. In a in a, an incredibly long and uh, at times ill-tempered, <laughs> ill-tempered press conference where he's, it's just like at a time where retirement. Even if you've made enemies or people, you know, you've maybe portrayed an image that people don't like at times in your yep. career. Generally speaking, in times of retirement, though, people from both sides of the, you know, come together and are like, okay, that's that, you know, you know wish you well for the future, blah, blah, it's, blah. It's the Aldi death. Yes. Right? It is. Every, everyone's a legend after they die. Mm-hmm. And- Everyone's a legend, certainly in the in the the you know they're kind of there's a period though where they you know where they're kind of celebrated at the time of making the retirement announcement. No matter how people may have felt about them, That's you it. know, like yeah. or if you know they're a Queensland origin legend, yep. you know, New South Wales people aren't you know aren't shitting on them, and you know that sort of thing. Correct. But when you're in your press conference and you start saying like you know I like this, I like you, but I don't like you, and. Uh, you know, so so thanks to you and yeah. fuck fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, come on, man. Um, he will couple- retire as the most capped player in West Tigers history on account of the fact that, I guess, Benji, Benji went to rugby like, that time. Yeah. Ben, uh, Benji had longer time in-, in uh, And it doesn't include either Balmain or West. Yeah. Yeah, either West well, or I mean, the Tigers. Yeah. yeah. Well, because so. he had another couple of years before then, like- uh, Look, a couple of things. And I know a rag on Robbie- and it's turned into a little bit of a meme. But I'd like to put that aside and just speak genuinely. What a fucking shit cunt. Like, what a legit <laughs> yeah. scumbag of a fucking human. Example. He announced that he had a few nips of whiskey to calm his nerves oh, that's, before yeah. doing his press conference. Well, that's all right. That part's all right. It was fucking the middle of the day. Like you're a sports oh, person. You've, ne- oh. you've never, you've never, you've never <laughs> had any any. I'm just going to just generally say mind altering substances. I've like, had, so, to to be inclusive of anything. I've had liquid and solid and fucking animal, vegetable and mineral courage, but I've never announced it. Yeah, well, you know. It just- I don't have a problem with that with that part, really. Really? That he's a sports person that's got a game this weekend? No. What a fucking shit cunt. Doesn't dress properly, then makes light of fucking breaching the salary cap rules. Yeah. I don't think he made light. I think that was like a, a that was a that was a legit gaff, wasn't it? I mean he no. tried he tried to say he, he tried to make a joke of it, but he but he misspoke when he did it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just absolutely fucking retarded enough. Yep. To get in, and you know, for once, I actually felt sorry for fucking cocksmoker Pasco. Like for him to sit there and have to deal with that, because he's the one that copped it for that, not Robbie. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he got you know like half a year off, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, to, to to sit down and and do it, and it is interesting. Whenever anyone else has come out and retired, again, regardless what you think of them. Cameron Smith came out and he's going to retire, mm-hmm. or he had his four hundredth, or yeah, because he hasn't actually retired yet, has he? No, no, he had his four hundredth, and you know 
the the consensus was almost we're, we're going to bash him, but he's been a fucking good player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyone else that's come out and spoken about it, you know, even Cooper Cronk, mm-hmm. and he's like, everyone's like, you know, n- nothing but positive things to say about it. Yeah. Here, here are some actual things that have happened. This was put in the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. That you know, there was a radio station that in their sports talkback program. For those of you unfamiliar with that, the whole concept of that is people ring in and they talk back about an issue, and they ask people to ring in with stories about how great Robbie Farrer had been for the game, and no one rang in. <laughs> you know, when you've got. Just the, the shit that's come up, and I'm not going to drag up really old stuff that was, uh, you know, legit mistakes, but even stuff like, do you see the interview that resurfaced with Matty Johns? Yeah, I saw you that know, one today. You put it in the Facebook where, group today, yeah. Where he's just a fucking argumentative piece of shit. He was, you know. Uh, and and that that's like, and that really showcased his personality. And like, on, on one hand, like, I, I like Matty Johns was trying to get that, like he was, he was trying to like you know throw an ambush on him, but that's not the that's not the way that you play those things because it just enhances it just adds to it and enhances it. I mean, but if especially if you know if you remember that time though, you know maybe if it was like you know Gordon Tallis comes out with those sort yeah, of unpopular yeah. takes, yeah, that maybe thirty percent of the people agree with and seventy yeah. percent of the people don't, yeah. If you're on the seventy percent side of that, then you handle it like Farah handled that interview. Yeah. But, but if you live in this fucking imaginary world where everybody thinks the same way you do, mm. I live there. It's quite pleasant. <laughs> you know, that's what that that shows. Um, fuck the the person will miss Robbie Farah the most will be Robbie Farah. Yeah, I mean, I think I've seen two two people being effusive in their in their praise and sentiment. I mean, like you know, personally, I would say, look, you know, there's, it's not that you know that yeah. many players that make it to a three hundred game NRL career, and there was a time there where it certainly looked like it could have been cut short after the unpleasantness at the Tigers, and then the the you know the unsuccessful period with the South where he sort of played when Cook didn't. Um, you know, so three hundred games is is an achievement, and I mean, it's not a massive yeah. group of, of players that have reached that. That uh, correct, and um, and certainly, but I the- mean, he will he will go down in history in the West Tigers club. I mean, just given the fact that he spent most of his career with them, um, you know, he he he'll reti- retire as their most capped player until fuck. I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to say is anyone even possible to take that mantle anyway. I don't. I don't think it's even. Po- I mean, that the player, the, the the player who's doing it. What's Chris Lawrence at? He'd have to be fucking close. Oh, he's had a fair bit. No, of injury, but he's though. had a lot of like you know, those hippie yeah, injuries. I mean, that was yeah, like half season lot. sort of yeah, things. You know, you're right. Um, and like Benji had, you know, he had the nah, Benji. He had years away. Like yep. he had the rugby. He had the dragons. He had the Broncos. Broncos. So it's yeah, not going to be nah. Benji unless he plays significantly on, which I don't think he will. I think he's got one year max. Yep. Uh, so it's hard. It, it's 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 hard to say. The, the the player who takes that that mantle from him is probably not born yet. Not at the club. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does it even happen going forward in the future? I mean, the way, oh, I don't. Know. Yeah, you're right. No, it's a valid it's a long point. it's a long ass career. So I think he'll probably go down as the most capped West Tigers player certainly yep. in the foreseeable future. Yep. Um. So you know, L- let's be frank though. But yeah, he's, 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 I will remember him most as a grumpy cunt who squandered or- opportunities to win Origin Series yeah. for the Blues. Yeah, 
and you know, and West West Tigers fans, I'm sure that there's been times where he's uh, and his brother is the man who crippled Greg Inglis. Yeah, what a fucking double act that is. Yeah. So uh, happy retirement. No wonder Mrs. Farrah decided to. Uh... <laughs> I think we've had that one before, haven't we? Oh, you know. <laughs> but um. I was gonna, I was gonna get Glenn to. I, honestly, I forgot. I was gonna get fucking real dad to to call in and see what he thought about it all. But uh, it's time. He'll have to. Yeah, yeah he's he's uh, he's long in bed yeah. by this point. But uh, look, I just hope that the West Tigers uh, can can get get a bit of a kick on for the rest of the season, and they can uh, make one last uh, you know so one t- last run tonight for him. So with with this announcement, mm-hmm. does that change their position on Reynolds? I don't believe so. He's still getting shot because this is going to be now's time. Now it's Little's time to shine. I mean, dude's forty-eight years old. He's been fucking waiting for Farrah to, to fuck off or retire for you know probably about twenty-eight years now. Was, it, was uh, he injured the year that he was at Souths, or was he just there and, and ineffective? And I don't remember. I don't, it. Fuck, I don't remember what happened. I think they were running Elijah Taylor in nine and shit, weren't they? Fuck, poor cunt. Yeah, he's he's been he's been hooker and waiting for for pretty much ever. Yeah, and even though it seems like he's one of the only times that the they seem to have in, impetus and and looking to have some yeah. sort of rock speed and and uh, and go forward, he's not quite the first choice yet, and he won't be now because now the retirement party's happening. Ugh. You know, no matter what happens, they got to they got to fucking see it through now yeah. for the rest of the season. Yeah, and yeah, which is fine because I mean the season's done anyway for them. And. At this time, I would like to congratulate Biggest mm-hmm. on his long-standing positive attitude towards said shit cunt. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's be frank, he'd cheer fucking Pol Pot if he put on a Tigers jersey, so. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, also on a, on a small, on a, on a smaller scale note, because, uh, you know, the, the player doesn't require a gigantic fucking press conference to make it all about himself. But uh, Jeremy Lattimore will also be retiring. Um, <clears throat> obviously, a journeyman player, most notable for punching Cam Smith in the dick. Penn's legend. And, okay, and, and, and honestly, you know, achieved more than Robbie Farah. Yeah. Quite frankly. Yep. And uh, certainly provided more opposition to Cameron Smith than Robbie Farah ever, ever fucking did. Yeah. So, yeah. And got out, of, got out of his comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know? Real team player. Sorry, can't afford to keep you here. No worries. I'll go wherever I'm needed, and I'll play for whatever team will have me, because I'm proud of being able to be a professional athlete for a living, and I'm not a self-centered, narcissistic cunt. <laughs> that was a direct quote from Jeremy Lattimore. Yep. And uh, do the Dragons play the, play the Tigers before the end of the season? <laughs> maybe, oh. maybe you can get one more fucking sweet dick punch. <laughs> <laughs> Out in the out, out into the world, give you know, birth to an even more legendary you know what, dick punch. I just pictured, I just pictured him like rising for a play the ball after a fucking dirty Farrah tackle. Yep. And just, oh my god, it's actually the last round. Oh, that's fantastic. Can we please start? Does Jeremy Lattimore have social media? Does Jeremy Lattimore? I think he's got. He's, I think he's got Insta. Okay. Does Jeremy Lattimore? More importantly. Do you think that he's the type of person that could be convinced to be legally bound by the results of a change.org petition <laughs> requiring him to, to punch Robbie Farrah in the balls <laughs> round 25 this year? Wow. Oh. This could be the greatest fucking moment 
What this, a beautiful bookend. And I would need fucking industrial chemists on hand to tell us what is the element after paprika. <laughs> like, like there would have to be a new periodic table. Yeah, yeah. Although I think, I, I, although I, I suspect that I may have reached and breached that the other night. <laughs> After uh, the game. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Origin 3 was pretty fucking hectic too. Yeah, nah. <laughs> but just picturing Lattimore, like, just, I want that trading card moment. Oh. Like, where he's down. Like, you remember Optimus Prime in the trans, the good cartoon Transformers movie? Yeah, I, I don't where know. He's, yeah, I where he's down <clears throat> and, yeah. and it looks like he's going to get him. Yeah. And he just does the big fucking... Jadorkin! Fucking... Jadorkin! Tiger. Well, that's it, Tiger. Tiger up Tiger up <laughs> oh, Okay, so we'll have the change.org petition. Yep. Uh, we would like everybody to petition Jeremy Lattimore on his social media. And share it with his social media. To, yeah. to please punch Robbie Farrah in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and go out, like, I mean, fuck, like... I mean, he's already yeah. He'll he'll always be remembered for punching Cameron Smith in the dick. But I mean, in the final game, I will and fu- Robbie's final you know game. What? If he does that, I will chase down one and two cent pieces, and I will personally smelt <laughs> a copper statue <laughs> of Lattimore's fist going into Farrah's fucking mangina gen- genetic failure of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking standing. Any other news? Um, referees getting dropped. I don't want to get into the ref fault thing too much. I mean, it's it, it hit a fever pitch on the weekend, particularly coming from Warriors fans, and which is funny because I mean we've only just had that Twitter account brought to our attention recently. What's that? That Warriors versus referees yeah. Twitter account or whatever. Yeah, I can yeah, only yeah. About, it was only about a month ago that that was brought to our attention. I had I didn't look at that account, but I'm sure they were feeling very fucking vindicated. Because you know this is the thing. I mean, you know, if you if you if you're going to be starting a campaign about refs fighting all the time, you're not happy unless you've got something to be fucking unhappy about. Yeah. In terms of the refereeing, so they would have been in seventh heaven. Um, I don't I, I don't know what else really to. If there's any other news things, I mean, oh, the Titans. This is probably going to happen before. I mean, after we record this, after I get it up online, probably you know after midnight, but. Allegedly, uh, Justin Holbrook is is going to be the Titans' next coach uh, from next season onward. Uh, he's done <clears throat> amazing things over in the in the ESL, I mean, where he's got what well, St Helens sitting about fucking like five games on top of the table, like you know, yep. in the lead, and the winning record over the the past couple of seasons with them is is fucking crazy. Like it's a it's a very high percentage of wins. Like, um, <clears throat> so look, the credentials are there. I mean, he has built that side up over over a couple of years to the dominant level that they are. The Titans say that they are willing to, you know, be patient with a, you know, give him time to, to work with. But, you know, really? Thor.gif? Like, I mean... You know they didn't give Henry time. They they didn't give they didn't give uh, Brennan time. Yeah. Uh, you know so if they get if they keep getting smashed if they get smashed for like fucking a year straight and finish on the, with a spoon uh, to add to the one that they're likely going to get this year, 
do they, how much time do they have? Because apparently they're talking about, you know, their roster rebuild that they're engaged in at the moment is not going to be complete until like 2023. So does that mean they're going to guarantee? I mean, so what does that roster rebuild consist of? Though? I don't fucking know. Releasing players that don't want to be there no more, getting shit cunts that won't live up to their potential, buying players from the Broncos that are, that are cooked or, you know, <laughs> twice their value. I don't fucking know. Um, I might get Darius Boyd in there as their fucking new halfback I don't know I I, I don't know but at the end of the day like if I were a coach going to the Titans and I was one that was you know like Holbrook's fucking successful where he is at the moment yep I mean he must be loving life I mean it's great to fucking win all the time but if I were to take a job at the Titans and they were making all the right noises about look you know we were patient whatever that's that's fantastic but what would you do you'd have to build it in such a way that they had no opportunity to fuck you up. Like, it'd be a tune like, okay, as a show of good faith, I want to believe you that you're committed to this roster rebuild. And if your roster rebuild, if you're telling me it's not going to be finished until 2023, then I want guaranteed till the end of 2023 to have certain, you know, whatever KPIs are, are to be met. If yeah. you terminate my contract before the end of the 2023 season, yeah, you are liable for a payout $10 of $10 million. million. Yeah. Like some bullshit that's far ex- in excess of whatever yep. the coaching contract even is. Yep. Just like a punitive damages set up there yeah. that you're As locked in into. you've said this and you've given yeah. this date. Yeah. Knowing how yeah. well five-year contracts and, and plus have worked out for the Titans in terms of, I mean, it's like it's a great Penrith meme and everything like that. But I mean, you got to remember the Titans, they've got a they've had coaches five-year contracts they've had players five-year contracts and none of them have fucking worked uh he's got two years of ash taylor i mean if he lobs up next year he's got two years of ash taylor to contend with i mean he's got to get the best out of that fucking dude yeah i mean he's been you know he's barely played this year he's been fucking cooked in the head so you know good luck you're gonna fucking need it any other news stories you want to talk about no all right on we go Recaps. Okay, we kicked off on Thursday night with the uh, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks 16 defeating the North Queensland Cowboys 14 at Reclaim Australia Coliseum or Stadium. Just over 6,000 in attendance. Thursday night, great for TV. Like, it's great to have fucking games spread out across, yep. you know, four days. Even better when it was five days we had Monday Night Football, but, yep. you know. Uh, not so good for crowds though. Uh, the Sharks, sixteen tries to. Um, I, I just want to say something about Mut, but I Mulitalo, uh, Josh Dugan, and uh, Bronson Cherry uh, Johnson. Two or three conversions. The Cowboys uh, scored fourteen with tries to Drinkwater Scott and the murderous Francis Molo. Uh, Jake Clifford, one of three conversions. Yeah, it, it's an interesting. Thing watching the sharks play at the moment, I think it's so, it's it's probably more accurate to say try to play. That's true. There's still that that core of that team who have that, and there's been a lot of talk about this. You know, are they inverted commas Cronulla anymore? Well, um, I mean, there's there's there's, there's certainly echoes of that. Of yeah, it, but there, I mean, there's still enough of those guys there. Yeah. Um. 
and and that in in previous seasons since they won the premiership has been enough to get them into yeah uh, contention again. Uh, but I think the- they've added enough new. I think they've added enough fucking softness to take the hard edge off. <laughs> like soft cunts like like Sean Johnson and you know, young Matt Moyle and Dugan. I'm trying to be very measured in what I say. I'm being measured considering too. Considering news that I heard today about a certain player that might be coming back to Yeah, so the rumour the rumor, uh, is that young Matt Moylan may be returning to the Panthers. Well, now that Supercoach Ivan's back. Yeah. yeah it would make sense. Um, fuck. I don't know. Or there's just going to be a lot of tweets deleted <laughs> on both sides of the trade. <laughs> if you, all talk of the trade will cease to exist yeah. as well because... You know, it's not a trade. It's not a trade, is it? I mean, when, you know, Panthers kept both. I mean, Jimmy will be gone, but, you know, they never gave anything, anyone back over. Yeah, true. Unless they do, unless that's part of it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know who they're giving, but, yeah. Oh, fuck, who knows? Um, but these sharks don't seem to be able to weather storms. You know, it, it was almost like you could see the mentality of, of those tough, gritty sharks teams that, you know, that they'd knock a ball on and they'd always be, oh, good. We, we didn't want to attack anyway. We, we wanted to tackle you. Like that sort of fucking just dumb bash your head up against a brick yep. wall sort of attitude. Yep. Uh, and the cows had a good opportunity to take this game. They did. You know, in, in terms of looking at what they were doing, they're just playing fairly simple footy. Kind of by necessity. And, I mean, they, don't, they just don't have the guys. <clears throat> yeah. No, you're right. Um, I think young Clifford's still playing a fucking excellent year. Yep. And he was really good in this game. It's sort of the opposite. You know how the, the biggest compliment you, you give these young halves is, oh, they look like they had all the time in the world? Yeah. Like, he always looked like he's under extreme pressure. Yeah. Like, for some reason, I don't know what it is. And I try to figure out, is, I, I don't think it's a dummy half service. I don't think he's standing too flat. I do, but he just always looks yeah. like he's under fucking kick pressure. But more times than not, he picked the right advantage. Yeah. And he's also good, it seems, at, at really getting himself into the flow of a game and where it's at mm-hmm. uh, in how he makes his decisions, which is where I think a lot of these these new up-and-coming halves, your tailors and your clearies on some occasions, don't seem to really get it. Yeah. Um, but Molo, I thought, was fucking sensational. Dugan was a whinging cunt, as usual. Like his fucking gripe on Cooper. Yeah, but then you see, like, and I mean, like, some of the tweets mentioned it as well. They're like, with that kick return, and he actually fucking like, instead of bitching and and trying to trying to milk something, he actually gets up and plays the fucking ball exactly. At speed. And look what I mean. If if I I mean, like, I don't want to presume, you know, to to tell John Morris, the super coach, how to do his fucking job, but. I would be even if I had to do a one on one. I'd just be stressed, like watching watching that tape with Dugan and say, "Fucking look, yeah, look what happens, yeah, look what can look what can happen if you just stop fucking complaining, try to suck on that green plastic fucking fentanyl yep. dick, fucking <laughs> 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 dickinal." <laughs> That's it. Um, there's one thing I did have to go back and rewatch though. Yeah, I forget which time it was that he went down and sucked. But I saw people tweet which, about which, it. Which time? Like, I mean, like every time except the one I just mentioned, yeah. basically. Um, but I saw people tweeting about it. Mm. Someone in the crowd at Reclaim Australia 
And you can't imagine there'd be too many North Queensland supporters. Like, oh, they've got like four travelling supporters. Yeah. And it's, you know, out of 6,000. Yep. Um, they're screaming at Dugan to get up and fucking play the ball. Like, <laughs> oh, they've, I think that I, I remember on Twitter, the Sharks fans were blowing up, like, get him out of the fucking... T- it, was in, it was in the first half. It was in the first 20 minutes. Yeah, it was a change.org petition, if I remember correctly, about that, too. Yeah, so. within the... It became yeah. like, almost obsoleted within the course of one game. Yes. Like, one, well, not even 80 minutes. So. But, uh, yeah. And a uh, sliding doors moment. If the cows don't lose felt, Yep. I think they go on and win this game. Yep. Because he was fucking enormous. Yep. There's been a couple of teams we've spoken about this year that the issue they have is their their leadership group or their leadership, mm. you know, um, players yep. have moved on. Yep. Kyle felt for the Cowboys in a team that lost probably the the most influential leader. Yeah, and also, and, and also for you know for like a large amount of the season, lost like you know the yep. legendary you know representative prop. And, yep, yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, for for him to go and then just to have that whole side reshuffled. Yep, the Sharks took full advantage of that. So smart play from them. Yep, yep. And I mean, like I think there's good good signs for the Cowboys. I mean, at least like the, I think they've proven that the the attitudes right. And I mean, you know, get uh, you know Michael Morgan in the side on the regular. That's you know not you know fucking knocked yeah. out. And they, I mean, there's definitely some there's definitely some pieces that they need to put together in there. But I feel like the attitude, like you know, if I were to compare them to another team that's quite, like you know, like the Titans, for example. Yeah. I know which one I'd rather be fucking supporting right now. Yeah, that's I mean, it. Because these, these guys are putting in. Yeah, you know, and and if you look at these guys, the biggest thing was, oh my god, what what are they going to do in a post JT world? Yeah. You look at that team now with Clifford and Drinkwater and then, you know, yeah. those guys are playing out of their fucking skin. Yep. So. Yep. No, I agree. And next year it'll be Drinkwater's, you know, it'll be his team kind of, you know, that'll be the year where mm. it's, you know, fully transitioned over, I think. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll see what he's got then. Uh, Dave on Facebook said, uh, Josh Dugan is shit to watch, but he changed this game with that massive kick return where Asiata whacked him, but he actually got up quickly. Funny how that works. Yeah. Clevo's uh fuck you all. Dugan was the best player on the field. Puts more into each run than you all put into the one penile pump in your three pump acts of sex. Right, okay. How can it be a one penile pump in a three pump act? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a fucking slow moving pump. Yeah. Right there. Darren's at uh, Cowboys played eighty minutes. Too bad it was spread over the last three weeks. <laughs> that's unkind, I think. Um, GT three fifty one Johns. <laughs> To support some Shire fans in their stance against Chinese swimmers, the Cowboys should have left the field of play and not shared the ground with the drug-cheating Sharks in protest of having to play alongside the drug drug cheats at Sun, <laughs> Sun Yang Stadium last night. <laughs> Our big Gav8 on Twitter said, Not sure if this gets me kicked off the post, and I'm not a Sharks fan, but apart from a split second where he thought he was Robbie Farrow burrowing over from dummy half, Gallon was winding back the clock tonight. Best game he's had for years. Yeah, okay. I'm not kicking anyone off anything, but, you know. Tigers 28 defeated the Knights 26 in their own damn home. Crowd of just over 21,000. Another great crowd in the pub slot, no less. The uh, Tigers tried to double to uh, Corey Thompson. Benji, Robbie, and uh, Momorowski all scored tries. And by four or five conversions, Robbie, of course, in his 300th game. The uh, Knights 26 tries to Ramian, Ponga, uh, Hunt, Monga, SKD, and uh, three or five conversions, Callum Ponga. Uh, so if you do want to do the sums, you could say that uh, Callum Ponga cost his side the game 
with his errant goal kicking. <laughs> it's mathematics, bitch. I don't want. To, I mean, I don't want to turn this into a fucking school school house, but yeah, that's how that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> We're well, schoolhouse. Again- <laughs> there's some knowledge up in here. <laughs> the uh, yeah, poor old Mom- Momorowski had a, a tough night at the office. Those are the ones where he's just praying to fucking every guy that's ever existed, thanking them for the win. Because yeah. if they'd have lost that, yeah, would have been even a lot more scrutiny for him. Yeah, it was an interesting one. The defense didn't seem to matter much, but Newcastle seemed to have these like periods. Like they're a great starting team. Like, oh, again, even- they, they, the problem they've had in the last, I mean, you know, not to shine too, too bright a light on the fact that they've lost four games in a row. The For the vast majority of those games, there have been large periods where they have fucking dominated yeah. the back and forth. Even a game where they got absolutely pasted by the Roosters. Yeah. They still, they dominated like fucking 50 minutes of that exactly. game. Like in terms of territory and possession there's, and shit. There's enough there in terms of a blueprint. Yep. Um... I think it it just needs because they've got a lot of confidence in attack, yeah. You know, and they've got a lot of confidence in the fact that if they can play some up tempo, high intensity attacking football, mm-hmm. that there's points in them, and yep. that's not a fucking terrible thing to have. No, I think in this day and age, as the points scored per game is declining, that defence really needs to be the stalwart. You look at all of the teams that have either continued to be successful or or have risen to success this year. Yeah. And they've done it on the back of defence. Yep. And by that, I'm talking about the biggest, you know, overachieving dark horse, Penrith, <laughs> who, after sitting in last position on the ladder, fixed a couple of little things defensively and are now a premiership powerhouse. So, um, not, not to give too many fucking ponga boners to all you fucking... Newcastle cucks out there, but the try that he scored by himself. Yeah, I mean that's that, that's that sort of shit will get them ejaculating. They'll they'll man. they'll they'll beat off that for a month. And you know what? I am happy to give fucking props to that. Yep. Because that was some legit individual athletic brilliance. I, wrote, I haven't seen I him do anything. More. I haven't seen him do anything like that hmm. in a night's jersey. Really? Yeah. Didn't you have a couple of those fucking? I haven't seen him do anything like that since he was playing. Since he fucking set shit on fire with the Cowboys into that Cowboys. Yeah. And I, I like those much more than the you know bust one tackle. Oh, like the fucking like the Moga try. Like oh, he just fucking he he just had two defenders on him and he popped an offload and Moga scores a try. Oh my fucking god, he's done this miracle, amazing thing. No, no, it's called an offload. They do it all the time. That was a legit fucking great try. Yeah. No, it was. Um and. And on the other side, fucking Benji winds back the clock. (laughs) How much am I enjoying the twilight of Benji Marshall? It is fucking great. I want to say that it's not possible for a fan of the sport of rugby league to not be feeling a certain way about Benji's, like, the way that he has been rejuvenated. Yeah. And let's face it, he was rejuvenated at the Broncos... It was like a roundabout way final fuck you from Wayne Bennett to Newcastle. Oh, like the fact that he he leaves to rugby. It, 
It's like a fucking Game He's of Thrones fucking thing. cooked in the Dragons, gets resurrected at the Broncos. And this is the thing. No one wants anyone to be successful at the Broncos. No one wants the Broncos to be successful. Exactly. So the fact- he got people on board at that point. Exactly. And then he goes back to the Tigers, and then it becomes the fucking heartwarming full like, circle you know, you know, thing that it is. Once he's out of a Tiger strip, can we please send him to the Gaza strip? Well, he's going to achieve, uh, achieve peace over there. He could, in the East, he could in the negotiate East. a fucking livable two-state solution. Know? That's how good Benji is. <laughs> Put him in front of a fucking microscope and get him to cure AIDS while he's at it. Let's not go too far. It's <laughs> got a job to do. <laughs> um, Although he's cured cancer at the West Tigers, am I right? End of the year, cancer free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you what, though. Yeah. His uh, good friend and teammate Michael Cheekam yeah. may want him to prioritise CTE. After well, yeah, the way well, he fucking just went full frittata on yeah. the field. Now, it's, yeah, we, we must talk about that aspect of the game. And, uh, you know, it was, what, two and a half minutes, if that, left, you know, just yep. over two minutes left in the game. Uh, you know, rolling ball in the end goal, cut, you know, four players, I think they were, you know, scrambling, trying to get it or, you know, defend it or whatever. And Pong is, you know, coming to contact with Cheekam. Cheekam's ended up fucking pretty much spark out for quite a while. Well, um, Cheekam was the meat in a Newcastle sandwich. Yeah, the, the well, the the, the, fir- the first thing is, and all these elements have been decided now. But the first element was Ponga getting Simbin. Second element was the potential of him getting charged with like a shoulder charge thing going forward. Yeah. I mean, that was taken off the table very pretty quickly after. The, like, yeah. certainly by the next morning or whatever, that was off the table. But then there's the whole Simbinning thing. It was pretty fucking. Over the top, I think. Like, yeah. I mean, there's like, I don't understand. Like, I'm trying, I'm trying to be like, you know, neutral and understand what people could have seen that made them come to that decision. But how many times is there mad fucking scrambles where people are just hurtling themselves at yeah. the ball to either bang it over the dead ball line or bang it down? Yeah. Like, and, and I saw someone, I can't remember who it was, but someone was like, oh, you know, Ponga took a look at Cheekham as he went in. Of course he fucking did. I mean, it's called spatial awareness. You want to know where, yeah. The guy is who's also vying for the ball. That's it. So that you can, are you in front of him? Are you behind yeah. him? Do you need to fucking, you know, when lunge hard or something? Has he jumped? Do you jump? Yeah, it, yeah. I yeah, mean, exactly. That's all there was to it. I mean, and like, you know, we like to have our fun with the, you know, the, the Knights and, and the Ponga hype train and everything. But I mean, it was just fucking ridiculous. Um, did it cost the Knights a game? With two minutes to go? No. I, no. I mean, you know, Ponga, like, like I said, Ponga had two chances to win the game for him, and they were fucking both at the kicking tee, and he didn't take them. So, yeah. like, yeah, could the Knights have gone down the other end of the field and and scored the fuck, you know? Sure, yeah, I, you know, maybe. possibly. Look, the, but the this is this it. is not like a penalty try situation we're talking exactly. about here. That's I mean, it. there's no probability, or there's no fucking, in our opinion, they could have done this. Sure, it's possible, but you know, yeah. That, that's my concern, that these days a mm. sin bin is purely based on the outcome of the incident, Yeah, not the incident. Yep. And in a sport that is so fucking physical, yep. there still needs to be room for that is a shitty outcome and no one is denying oh, and just, and that just is a body, shitty and outcome. And just, just hard hard yeah. body contact that's not not outside of the outside of the rules just it's just incidental contact where people come together, you know, at pace in a in an unfortunate way. I mean, if you, it's touch football, if you fucking start to remove every possibility of all that shit happening, just to give you an idea of my thought map at the moment, mm-hmm. I was uh, trying to come up with something about let's not turn this into a sport where everybody wears fluffy Oscar the Grouch gloves. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but then they, I sort of. But they didn't really provide much protection, did they? <laughs> then I sort of went into the whole. Oh, you know what? It's a knockout. Was was pretty much that. That yeah. was rugby league in Ferrico. Then I went to. Do girls like that sit at home, and rub one out to replays of it's a knockout? Oh, is it, oh, is, is it it's a knockout or the or like fucking the Muppet Show though? I mean. Well, Sesame Street, wouldn't they want to go fucking snuffle up, I guess, and No, I don't well, shit? I'm just, It's a knockout. It was, you know, the big sort of... It's a knockout, yeah. But it was more like like a nerfed up fucking Ninja Warrior, wasn't it? It was just like big, big padded obstacles that families no, tried to traverse. it's a knockout. It was like, you know, put on that fucking penguin suit that you can't see out of, <laughs> pick up those big novelty plastic ice cubes and <laughs> run them up this hill that we're going to shoot slippery shit down. Yeah. Oh, amazing television. Yeah. Yep, yep. I'm glad that I've blocked most of that. I remember Billy J. Smith is the host, one of the hosts, and one of the McDonald's was the the chick host, right? I don't remember that much. That's I don't remember much else more. Yeah, that was that was a scary couple of seconds though. Yeah, Cheekam was doing the the frittata shakes. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that video? You know the comedian Tom Segura. Hmm. He's created a a furor. Furor, <laughs> he's created a furor. He's a, he he, he um, he's not resurrected the yeah. fucking Reich. He, he reposted a video, okay, of uh, a couple of horses. Okay, the Gcam looked like one of the fucking horses. Okay, what was video? Were the horses like? Were they fucking horses? Or I'll, they- I'll send it to you so you can put it on the. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to put there, put put it together in my head. What you're talking about? I mean, at the end of the day, he's been cleared of all the shit. Apparently, he'll be back this week. Which seems really, Fuck. which seems uh, like I I feel like maybe just let's err on the side of caution and perhaps just perhaps Did let him have a seat this week. These are all of these things that I tried to to reconcile in my own head after the kickout sin bidding and the kickout charging. Is yeah. it a, is it a player welfare thing? Because I can understand if it's a player welfare thing and they go radio fucking cheekham went down and shuttered. Yeah. Must sin bit, mm. you know, because then if he gets frittata disease in 20 years' time, we can say that we acted on it to deter other things from happening. And yeah. But that can't be the case if no. they're letting him come back to the... Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, if they've got this battery of tests that must be, must be you know, passed to uh, be eligible for selection the following week and you pass them all, then, yeah. you know, because let's face it, like Michael Morgan, you know, there's been players that haven't and they've had to, you know, sit out one or, yeah. you know, one, one or more weeks. So, I don't know. Um, Trotter said, uh, the Tigers just treated the Knights exactly how Mark Hughes treats women. Oh. Just out with it like that. Uh, you know, we, we, we joke about things and, uh, and talk around things, but, you know, sometimes people just come out with it. So, there you go. Stuart, uh, commiserations, Knight fans, Knights fans. I know losses like that hurt. Hopefully we don't waste it. Uh, Clevo. Mitchell Pearce arguing about a penalty with the Newcastle crowd booing the refs for five minutes while a prone player gets put in a stretcher and medicab. You'd think of they of all teams know better and expect they, uh, expect they never say anything about Cam Smith ever again. That's yep. a valid point. Yep. Although, fucking when a valid point's ever meant anything. <laughs> <laughs> Real dad, never in doubt. The White Knight shows his true colours with an act to end the game, the likes of which we haven't seen since Slater horse-kicked Scando. Hang on, who's the White Knight? He's a uh, well. I think he's talking about the secret ranger, Ponga. I don't know why he calls him the White Knight. Maybe is it, is it a race thing? Is that like a secret fucking 
I don't know. Country race. Is he assuming? Is he assuming his ethnicity? Well, now he's out in the country. Yeah, maybe. But there's not none of them brown people, or yeah, no? like to wear their sheets over their heads and yeah, have bonfires with oh, crosses. That, that explains a lot. Last time we caught up, uh, we went at Yumcha, mm. and he kept asking all the staff in there if he they wanted him to hire an electrician to come and fix the bad lighting. <laughs> Fuck real, Dad. Lexi, uh, have the Knights been given their credit yet? I'd be asking for a refund. <laughs> and Jack on Facebook said, I'd rather lightly crumb and deep fry Pong his headgear than, and eat it than rewatch the pedestrian performances by the Knights. Hashtag, I've been shitting schnitzel. Uh, dragons, oh sorry, the Rabbits 20 defeat the Dragons 16 at ANZ, just over 12,000 in attendance. The Rabbits 20 tries a double to Gay Guy. Cody Walker and Campbell Graham also with tries. Reynolds, one of four conversions and a penalty goal. The Dragons had a, a double to Saab. Uh, we'd up two conversions and two penalty goals. What do you reckon you make if you just bet on every cunt who debuts to score on debut? It's a good question. You'd need someone with far more time than you or I to go back. And probably to rec- to have a look and tally up how many of the debutants are in heavy try-scoring roles like centres and wingers. It feels like the last couple of weeks, though, it's been fucking all... It's been yeah. all on for debutants. That's oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, fuck, didn't this show how much the Dragons missed Widdop? Like you, you sort of forget what... Uh, crucial piece of that side he was and, yeah just one just wonder though like is he you know with if with hunt returning you know like are they gonna are they gonna figure that out again i have to figure that again because remember they were, they were really sputtering at the start of the season when they're trying to you know deal with this you know rotation, the rotation and, yeah. yeah uh i mean it's only a couple of games to go but i mean they are in a in a do or die kind of battle to avoid the spoon and I, while, I, while I don't think the Titans are going to really fire too many more shots yeah, no. this season to, to threaten them, you still want to be sure. Is uh, that what you do, though? Like, if you're Mary, mm. do you say, yeah, we need to do everything to avoid the spoon, or do you say, fuck it, this is my halves and spine pairing next year? Yeah. I need to give them as much fucking game time together as I can. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what... But I think that's what they should be doing anyway. I think that that works for both goals, right? Yeah, but no, well, you can't because Widdop's gone at the end of the season. Yeah, but I mean, you could you know, throw him in fullback and it's, you know, you go to my halves pairing, you know, and the halves are going to be the halves. Fullback, you know, that's a problem for that's That's next year's problem, isn't it? Because yeah, Duffy okay. hasn't been doing it. I think it's enjoy Widdop while you've got him, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although, it, well, you're not going to sit him, that's for sure. True. On the other side, though. This was probably the best game I've seen Walker play since Brad Fittler fucked his head. Yep. Just the involvements he had. Like, his biggest thing was that he would go looking for the ball every set. Yep. Make sure he was involved, and that would scare the fuck out of defences because he's fast, he's strong, and he's got a nice, accurate, long-passing game as well. And even though... In the early stages, he had a, a forward pass, and then one where he lost his footing trying to trying to change direction. But the fact that he just kept at it and at it and at yep. it, his confidence grew with every involvement. I think that's crucial for Souths going forwards, especially into the finals. When he scored his try, though, that this like 
Ben Hunt, I'm starting to feel sorry for the guy. Yeah. You know, because he didn't demand the money he's on. Yeah, but you he's, you know, he's held. He's yeah. I mean, he's um, held to the standard of the accountability. And I mean, it is, no, he's, it is, it is right. He should be held to that. Yeah, you know, he's accepted it. That yeah. that's true. But the dragons got themselves into this mess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but his defense is ordinary. His reads are ordinary. Yeah. Like that. F- the the first try, the try Walker scored. Sorry. Um, he's just run straight past him. Yeah. There, there wasn't even an attempt to see if he was going to pass out or if he was going to hold the ball himself. Yeah. He was just past just Walker like, yep. before anything happened. And then you get the fucking, the dropout from hell. Now, I get that people are going to fuck up occasionally. That's like, he wasn't blindsided. I mean, that player yeah. was coming, he was directly in front of him. And even if you want to put him on left or right side, he was on the side that he was kicking towards as well. Yeah. So even if he was facing away, he was facing that way. Yeah. It's just like, but even with these fucking dropouts in it as well, I mean, like they had time. Yeah. You've got to fucking clock the, and usually guys, they milk it right down to the last mm-hmm. second. And if they've had, everyone's had a fucking cup of tea behind the line. Yep. And the thing that he's luckiest about, believe it or not, was the penalty right at the end of the game. Yep. That would have kicked to get them in front. Yep. That was on the end of a fucking terrible, terrible fifth tackle option mm-hmm. taken by Hunt, where he's just trying to do this little fucking dribble up the short side. Yep. That's like it. And he came back from that grand final fuck up. Yeah. He came back from that. Yeah. Like, I remember everyone was ready for him to just be mentally rooted. And yep. he came back and he impressed. Yeah. And I, for one, was okay. He seems to have buried the demons and, and away he goes. But under McGregor, yep. he just has no confidence. He, does, he doesn't know if he's fucking Arthur or Martha. At the end of that game is one of the one of the worst fucking bottle jobs oh, man. that you will ever see. I, for for me and people can yeah you know, share with share with us what their their uh, you know their worst bottle jobs in games ever ever have been, but for me the worst one that I've that I can remember is there was a game before Souths were under the Russell Crowe's regime, mm. and so they were like you know easy beats after being readmitted into the competition, yep. and they were playing the Broncos, and the Broncos were good at the time, mm. and they scored a try to lead the game right at the at the fucking very end. And then they then the Bronco there was no time left. There was like time for like one play or something like by the time the ball yep. had been kicked off. And the Broncos kicked it off from this the way I remember it is the Broncos kicked the ball off. Yep. They went down to do the tackle. Gordon Tallis has gone in and just gone fucking reef and just reefed the ball out and it's come flying out and then they, and then they just fucking spun and, and someone yeah. scored over in the corner yeah. in the left corner to win the game. Like right after it was like this historic win for fucking you know for, yeah. for this this shitty south side over this high flying Broncos side and it just got ripped away in like fucking ten seconds. It it does tell you a lot about where teams are and where mm. players are personally yep. what they do in high stress situations. Yeah. And if you replay the last little bit of that game, that South team never really had any doubt in their mind that they were a chance to get in and score. They're always yeah. playing for the try. It's yeah. coming, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. 
Whereas you could see that the dragons started to they were saying the same thing. Static. They were the same thing. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. You know exactly. You know so. Um, well done by the God, uh, what a bunnies. fucking hot like that's you know Canberra fans could probably identify with with that yeah, that, that's that, true. that 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 feeling but that's true. Fuck, uh, Chapo. From winning a game to losing a game in 10 seconds, that's absolutely peak dragons right there. Hashtag dead V. Hashtag Hutchins would be proud. Uh, little Buffalo. Mars bars all around. <laughs> Hashtag dead V. <laughs> Hashtag uh, second really. So um, the Eels, 24. Probably the most controversial game of the round. 24 to feed the Warriors, 22 at Bankwest. Uh, just under 17,500 in attendance. The Eels, 24, tries to uh, Brad Takarangi. Ethan Parry, uh, Sivo Gutherson also with tries. Moses, three or four conversions and penalty goal. The Warriors, they had uh, tries to Isaac Luke, a double to Ken Mamalo. Uh, Jared Buell also with a try. Luke, three conversions. And uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita missing with his only one. That Tavita kid. Fuck hell. I mean, it, there's been a lot of the, um, you know, people making comments about the Warriors and their... Juniors program and yeah, this you know after Nickel Clogstad was let go to the yep Raiders. In in their defence, it's fucking two of us check in front of him. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but this fucking Tavita kid, yeah, the guts he plays with, like that tackle he made on Wong and Blake. Yep. Coming up the sideline. Yep. That was fucking inspirational shit. Yeah. You know, that's the stuff this Warriors team need. Tough on them to lose Nick Arena though, but um. Uh, Again, the Warriors are another one of these teams that just seem to come out every week and shock me with their fucking starts. And I'm like, yep. fuck, they're together. They're running hard. Their shit's crisp. Isaac Luke kicks a 40-20. Yeah. Fucking like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> the, here's the fucking Warriors. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> There's the fucking Warriors. Yeah. Well, it's, but the, the Eels are exactly the same thing, though. Yeah. I mean, if this game, you know, given the Warriors' start, this game hadn't been at Bankwest, they probably would have fucking gone on with it. Mm. And I mean, what is it with the Eels getting out to quick starts? And it was, it was exactly the same as the week before yeah. against Manly. Yep. I mean, Manly scored first, but then the Eels came back, and the Eels were leading. As soon, the second they got to the 12-6 lead, they give it up. It, it was more, I think, defensively that both teams were hesitant. And each of the teams has some fair attacking potential across yep. the park. Yeah. But it's not like they're, you know, mesmerizing fucking Dahl Sims. No. And, but both teams defensively seem to hang off and hang off and hang off and just let the attack come to them. Yep. Um, Which is extremely susceptible to, you know, fast players, ball speeds and things like that. Yeah, Which then just compounds it all. And I think if you look across that Warriors team, some shitty refs calls and you know yes there were some shitty calls in this game there were some calls that people think were shitty that actually weren't shitty uh but unfortunately i think a team like the warriors that just live and die so much on momentum the actual shitty ones hurt them i think a little yeah. bit more than yeah than other teams um I, again it's fuck i hate this whole refs talk thing but for the penalty count to be what it was yeah like, what did it end up at? 9-1? Yeah, it was uh, it, 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 unheard of in the modern age. Yeah. For- and you know what? Maybe maybe I'm out of it and Parramatta did enough to be flawless 
in every tackle except for one time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stuff did you like that. did you uh, did you get the impression that the that one team was massively more disciplined? No. Than the other, not this no. game. And the other thing is watching with the sound down. Yep. You actually do get and and I'll say this in the referee's defence in most games because you can't hear when the penalties are. You start to actually get an idea of where the penalties are. Yep. And it does take you, you know, maybe five minutes to get into how the referees are, are feeling that day. But I must say, I find it pretty consistent across most games. This one, there were more than a couple where play stopped and they were about to kick for touch. I'm like, oh, okay, fuck, they did give a penalty there. Yeah. But um, yeah, it really it really throws it like in into context when you're not like oh, I say listen without the oh, sorry don't listen I watch without commentary, and uh, sometimes you're just like you just need to tell when it's a bad decision when you're just fucking oblivious like yeah you're like what the fuck was that for yeah. and you think it's going and you you're, you're sure it's going one way and then all of a sudden yeah. the other guy's feeding you go, what it. the fuck is going yeah. on here. That's when you go, and that's without the commentators bitching yep. and you know, sort of colouring yep. your, your your opinions. Yeah. Warriors just seem to be on top for the the last decent period of the game, which couldn't yep. find a way to ice it. You know, just pushing the last pass or or just not having the right structures in place. It, I don't know if I'm becoming a closet Warriors fan, but I really felt for them this game. I don't know what it was. Oh, I, I, I would in this in this context, I'd always feel for the Warriors because Paramount Eels, it's, it's an organisation of cunts and has been since their inception. Okay. It's the old enemy for and, me. And on that note, we probably should say, um, give a quick twill shout out to the long-suffering Warriors fan and honour of bets. Great honour of bets, Levius, um, who, as we record the show right now, today, it is his birthday. It is his birthday. And so in picking your new Twitter handle, we thought we'd go easy on you because it is your birthday. Mm-hmm. So hereby from now until the end of eternity, you shall be known well, is as- Is the end of the calendar year or end of the season? Like after calendar grand year. final? Calendar year? Calendar okay. year. Yep. Uh, financial year. Well, you know. I think yeah. I think it was yeah. financial year. Yeah, That's how I work. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you got it for almost um, a year. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll have it till June next year. Yep. June 30. <laughs> um... You shall be King Chinius. So that would be uh, King C H I double N I U S. Yes. Credit to Shanta for that submission. For the winning submission, yes. You win nothing. You win a five year deal. <laughs> a five year deal to create handles for Levius when he loses other stupid fucking bets <laughs> that should never be made. Um, but credit to the man. Happy birthday and credit to you for honoring your bets as always. Mm hmm. Uh, on Twitter, the man of the moment himself, Levius said, uh, put a fucking 44 on my name. I don't give a fuck. This was a fucking joke. I think uh, this is one of the ones where I think people aren't really begrudging the Warriors fans mm. too much. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Ma, I've seen some hardcore porn in my life, but have never seen a group of guys kissed on the dick like Para was today. I'm not a fan of the rest fault, but Warriors have a fair case today. And uh, Warriors underscore 2020, a.k.a. I'm a warrior, a.k.a. Warriors suck balls. <laughs> well, that's our season done. See you in 2020. <laughs> Good luck, Manly and Panthers. Fuck everyone else. Cheating cunts or limp dicks, a lot of them. And uh, Warriors 2020. I mean, you know, changing your Twitter handle all the time is kind of... 
you know, except for honouring of bets. Even then, I, I would still have a, a burner account or something that I would have with my real name just hanging onto it there. Yeah, case, you know, that's it. So no one can fuck me over. Um, speaking of getting fucked over, the Broncos 34 defeat the Titans 12 at Hope Solo. Uh, a gazetted crowd of uh, just over 16,000 in attendance. The Broncos uh, tries a double to Stags. Oates, Osako, Lodge, and Milford also with tries. Osako, five of six conversions. And the Titans, tries two, Flash and Anthony Don. And uh, Flash with two conversions. This is much, there's not much to speak of in this game. I mean, the Broncos got out to, a, to a, a fairly fast start. They'd racked up about 20-0 before the Titans even really started thinking about playing. And, um, and while they did improve... A little in the second half, certainly not to the point where this game ever felt like that it was a it was a, a, a reachable total that they could they could uh, haul in. Yep, and they were fucking abysmal. Like in the first half, the first thirty minutes particularly, they were just fucking abysmal. And I've seen in the media that uh, I don't I don't remember who who the quote was attributed to. One of the Titans players saying, "Oh, they're fucking loving it there with you know Hodgie being their coach and they wanting to be there till the end of the year and everything." fucking act like it you didn't want Brennan to be there and you're playing the same way if not worse yeah it I, I don't know and and again maybe I fucking go too deep on this shit and try to look for motivations and what they'll be thinking and what's put them in that mindset yeah for me but, it's just money like I'm yeah. being paid fucking well do a job that uh, and do a job that's pretty much consists of exercising professionally yeah. And playing Fortnite. To, to their credit, playing footy is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to, over and over again, the difference between the great teams and the substandard teams is the great teams are great for 80 minutes mm-hmm. when every fucking party is burning and you can't fucking breathe and it takes every ounce of will and motivation you have to put the speed on to chase down yep. a person or a ball or, or whatever it is. It's not a huge thing about skill. The, the differences in these teams isn't that some teams are full of a, a million better players and these guys yep. are all fucking yep. bench warmers or whatever it is. If they did one thing and only committed to their defense, I think that'd be enough for people to go, okay, fuck, look at that. Look yep. at them banding together as a fucking band of brothers to whatever it is. But for fuck's sake, to do that and commit 16 errors. In a game that's it, like one of the, if nothing else in your life, that's a motivating big brother, you know, exactly. Derby that always seems to be, you know, for a while there, no exactly. matter how the fortunes yeah. of the times were, they beat the Broncos. It's almost or like an Anzac Day clash. Yeah. I yeah. you, the, the, I forgot to mention the Dragons game. Like, when you're talking about that fucking desire, mm. like, dead set McKinnis? fucking Cletus yeah. at the end there. Fucking nice. Had no right to get to that ball, but of oh, the three guys, know. himself versus the two South players that were there, I forget yep. who they were, fucking, he was the only, he had a desire, put his body on the line, and he somehow managed to haul that ball in. Michael Cheekham could learn a thing or two about how to thread a needle. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I just I just forgot to mention that, and it's just but it just speaks to the same like exactly the desire to win at all costs at any time of the game. Yeah, you know, 
Now, here's the uh, the creator team homework for this week. Okay. Uh, in honour of Nathan Peets, who has had a fucking almost Tigers level decline mm-hmm. in his career, gone from first origin, choice yeah. origin hooker. Next generation origin. Yeah. Like he was the next guy That's for a while, it. yeah. Um, to really fucking, is he even first grade level Yeah, at the Titans? Yep. So this week, your homework is uh, to create a team of players who had falls from grace. And not, not for any other reason, like, you know, just pure fall. Yeah. So you wouldn't put, like, you know, DeBellin in there? No. On account of the raping? Was her name Grace? Alleged raping. No, no, I'm just saying, like, you know, falls from grade. You're talking about declines in playing yes, ability or, like, it. at least in terms of what they produced. That's it. Declines yep. in performance. Yep. Okay. There you go. Don't worry about the bench. Just gives one through 13, hey? Uh, I don't even want to talk about this game anymore. I mean, it's, 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 honestly, it fucking made me angry. Yeah. Because there's a bunch of teams that had a golden fucking opportunity to put these Broncos cunts in the ground. Yes. And what have they done instead? They fucking let them have the opportunity to leap vault them from fucking twelfth till till eighth. Yeah, just it's fucking infuriating. As a fan of rugby league, who who wants to see the best for the game? Uh, Aramar said, uh, "Yeah, because Garth Brennan was the problem at the Titans." Yeah, uh, Mad Dog. Uh, the Titans cement their position as spooners, and Broncos catapult themselves into the finals. Eat shit, muff. Hashtag Truth Candy. And uh, Sky, said, uh, he's got hashtag unpopular opinion, but I don't think it'd be that unpopular. I mean, certainly you might disagree with the name that he puts forward, but the 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 sentiment, I think, is spot on. So the Titans should buy Gus Gould to tidy the place up like the Cowboys did a few years ago. A real fucking honesty session is needed in that place. No five-year plans, just short, sharp goals to work on and get the club away from the wall it's headed to. Valid points. Matches around the Mighty Manly Seagulls 11 defeat the Melbourne Storm 10 down the Korean housewife. Uh, just under 15,000 in attendance. The Seagulls 11 tr- came through a try to Joel Thompson. Uh, conversion to Ruben Garrick, a couple of penalties to Ruben Garrick, and a critical field goal to the GOAT, Daly Cherry Evans. The Storm 10 came from tries to Will Chambers and Brandon Smith. Whoop, whoop, fuck this shit. And uh, Cameron Smith with a conversion. And. Uh, a host of fucking missed field goals. Fucking great game. Gave me cancer. Gave me fucking everything. Um, I wish I had have had my fucking heart rate monitor on for this game because I, I didn't ex- I didn't expect it was going to be so fucking. But at the end, people in this house will attest <laughs> that I basically in the last probably when it started to get field goalie around the last couple of minutes of regulation. I basically just, I came downstairs and just locked myself in the bathroom just so I could scream cunt at people who fucking did, (laughs) who didn't take their shots at field goal or who missed field goals or who did something fucking else. (laughs) Basically just just, uh, calling people cunts and then uh, obviously whoop whoop when when the victory came through. Storm, man, the... Their defense is so is so fucking good, especially at the wrong end when you're like trying to get it out of your own fucking twenty. Yeah, and you know, I would I would love to watch it with the emotion and like the the immediate stress of a game taken out of it because 
it's just like, how the fuck can they possibly be onside? Because they're just on you so quickly and so fucking impenetrably yep. that you just cannot fucking get anything. And I mean, and obviously the answer is, of course, they're on you like that because they're so fucking compressed. It's basically a brick wall you can't get through. Yeah. And Manly managed to make, you know, a lot of terrible sets where they were pinned like fucking 15 meters out from the try line they turned them into sets that actually ended up you know kind of like a you know b minuses just through you know spreading it out wide and taking advantage of the extra meters that the you know the compressed defense allowed yep um the the thing that fucking trent barrett should have fucking done i mean it's such a simple thing that fucking desi's done this year but apart from like you've got all the you know you got the defensive stuff and like the you know the buy-in from all the players and all that sort of you know like de- de- determination and fucking will to win and all that sort of stuff that's great. But just the the simple fucking strategy. I remember how I was saying before the origin that um that like you know Tommy always plays down the left hand side and and he's just yeah. like an extra man in. Yep. Desi, since he's come back from the injury just before that origin, remember how I was like, oh, wow, he was all, he was all, right. he was all up in the right. Yep. What he's done is I took a closer look last week at the Parramatta game and he's fucking, basically, he's no further than two meters away from the dummy half on, on nearly every play the ball. Mm. So what that means is the defense are just fucking shitting themselves. And I saw one time when Melbourne had Manly pinned down on, in the, towards the end of a set and they were fucked and they were 20 meters out and they were just crunching every time. The forwards were getting nowhere. No one was getting anywhere. Tommy was standing on the left of the ruck and before they played the ball, he jumped to the right-hand side and it instantly fucking opened up the left-hand side. And that's how they got down. I mean, because they were just, I mean, the storm were awake to it. Yeah. But just him moving alone. And it makes me, and it makes me think, like, I don't want to, you know, kick a, 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 whole, a, you know, a dog when they're down. But it makes me wonder why the fuck isn't Kalen Ponga being used in exactly the same way? Instead of having him just sniffing around and ended up sweeping sort of behind, you know, behind the play on the left... Why isn't he fucking there that close to the action? So he's, you know, using his hype train to put doubt into fucking the opposition defense 100% of the time. You know what I mean? At the moment, it's just like the, you know, the Knights are just like forward, forward, forward. And then, you know, oh, Pong is there swinging it out the back to Ponga and he creates an extra man on their left. It's like Tommy, Tommy last year or the year before, you know? Like yeah. that's, it's, it seems like such, when you look at it, it seems like such a simple strategy and so effective, yeah. like the payoff. So it makes me wonder why they're not doing it as well. But I mean, such a simple change from the Barrett era that Desi's done and fucking it's effective. Um, it was so it was super pleasing. I said at half time ago, I said no matter you know no matter how this ends up, I mean, I've, at least they've they've shown me enough that they're like they're they're fucking up, you know, they can they're, they're up amongst those teams and they can compete with those teams, yeah. and that's fucking pleasing considering last year and you know the year before and stuff. So that part was was pleasing, but then the fact that they actually managed to grind it out in like double extra time, fucking you know, like finish the game just before the end of the second period of golden point extra time. Yeah. And, um, and, and then you get the, uh, the usual Craig Bellamy coming out, losing coach in golden point game. Course, <laughs> Should be golden try. Golden try. And yeah. the thing is the only team that was even looking like scoring a try was Manly too in that second, in the, in the golden, in the golden point period, because that was the only way we could make ground by spinning it wide and actually yeah. creating something, you know? And I mean, there was almost that situation there where they almost did score that try, right? You know, like with the, ended up being a, a kick that just went out like, you know, 10 centimeters before the, you know, before the, uh, the goalpost. Um, before the corner post, but um, it was it was super pleased. I mean, you know, they, they give you cancer, but the to see like Cameron Smith miss one from like right in front, and then fucking Munster gets one that 
that ricochets off the off the off the pole, mm. and then Dylan Walker had one that looked like it was straight down the center, and then just took this fucking slice at the end, and uh, and went off the post as well, and uh, and great to see Cherry Evans, the specialist of Golden Point extra time field goal wins. Uh, if he was head fucked after Origin. He's now officially unhead fucked and cured because he got to do it uh, against the old enemy in their home, and uh, the only Queensland legends that choke and can't kick clutch field goals appears are Cameron Smith and Cameron Munster. Uh, I don't have much else to say. I could talk about this game all fucking night. It was so inspiring. Um, it was just one of those inspirational things. It was like a fucking like a like a David Goggins video on Instagram or something. Just fucking makes you want to run out and run through brick walls. So um, I assume you've got nothing to say. No, I can't top what you've said about that absolute fucking AIDS fest full of shit cunts and <laughs> socially retarded fucking cum dumpster shit stains on humanity. Oh, see, I'm talking rugby league and you're just, you're just in there just, just stringing insults together. No, I'm just talking about fucking Dally Cunty Evans. That's a, that's a Dally fucking victory, Evans, for you, sir. Terry. On, uh, on Facebook uh, shares your sentiment a game of scissors just cunts rubbing together <laughs> <laughs> Sharky Dave my god what a game fuck the storm send them all the dicks uh, Daniel uh, on uh, Facebook said uh, that's what you happen that's what happens when you try and celebrate a grand final you were stripped of uh, Solzy that's how you get credit from now on that's how you credit and uh, Ryan, finally, Manly gave Trent Barrett a team capable of winning a premiership. He only cared that they didn't give him chairs. Indeed. Chairs are for fucking winners. Uh, the Roosters, 20, defeated the Doggies, 12 at ANZ. Just over 10,500 in attendance. The uh, Roosters, 20, uh, tries to Teddy, uh, Manu and Bimoz. Latrell, three conversions and one penalty goal. Perfect from the boot. Uh, doggies, Double to Remus Smith and Nick Meany, two of two conversions. This was a fucking lackluster game for the first 60 minutes because once again, for the, I don't know how many fucking times this season it's happened, the dogs just, they just didn't fucking play. They just, they weren't getting blown away or anything. I mean, they they, they weren't conceding as many points. I mean, they did get off to a bad start, and the, and the Roosters put some points on early. But they they got up to that sort of fourteen nil dickhead level of a lead, you know, fairly quickly. Yeah. But that was where it stayed for a very long time until the dogs started, you know, to to play themselves back into the game. It's a miracle that they were, you know, theoretically a chance coming into the end of this game as well. I mean, they had so much possession at the end there, but. Fuck me, they lack options. Well, that, that's been the story of the dog season. Yeah. They, they're great in completions. They're, they're great at, you know, I guess, technical stuff, but, but it's the execution and points. That, that I mean, they, 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 they kept they, they kept having favourable things happen as well, whether it would be good sets or, you know, penalties and stuff to, you know, give them these opportunities 20 metres yeah. out. And then they'd have, you know, they'd have these sets. They'd, you know, the Roosters would make a mistake or drop an intercept, so then they go again for another six, and then they, yep. well, they get a, you know, repeat set somehow through a penalty or whatever. And it just felt like it, they had fucking, like, four sets in a row, like these blocks of time in yeah. attack. There, there was such a stark contrast in these teams. You look at the Roosters and every set in attack, they had such variation in their plays. Yep. They had, you know, options whichever side that they went to. Yep. 
and they'd switch it up between long passes and just short going through the hands or coming back on angles. It, the the dogs just never really looked to have anything but one out running. There's just no and and even the one out running. I mean, now I'm like starting to see how fucking cooked like guys like Tolman are. Yeah, like less than like if, if there's on a scale of. I don't know, like Fenua Blake to Aaron Woods. I Ooh. mean, I mean Tolman, Tolman. I dare say this this week. I, I dare I, I dare say that he he was potentially like you know the a bigger a bigger like yeah. less less effective form of you know meatheaded it, battering ram than, yeah. than Aaron Woods I, on his worst I would, day. I would suggest that each club can carry, and you know, nay, it may even be beneficial to have one grizzled veteran yeah. in your forward pack and that would be you know James a uh, James Graham or yeah, okay. uh, like you know James Tamau's playing out of his yeah. skin for Penrith yeah. like just you know I don't think you can carry Jackson and Tolman yeah. and like it's just you know untenable um Luke Keary like fucking say what you want about him God damn, he doesn't give two shits about his future or his body or not. Especially only just coming back. I mean, he's only just come back. Yeah. From getting fucking scrambled. That's it. Just fucking in him. The other thing that was confusing to me here, and again to go on my fucking 44 train this week, (laughs) how the fuck did Dylan Napa remain on the field? You know, if. If Saint Kickow. Was sin binned. Saint kick out, yeah. For enacting a tackle. Was it. It was like three quarters of a second after the ball had been released, right? Napper smacks fucking Radley. Yep. And in the same contrast, the bunker had time to review the fucking footage. They have more angles than I do. My feeling. Is that there's two possible? One, they were too hard on Kikau, and so now they're trying to walk it back. Two, it also wasn't as big man on as small man. Correct. That's the thing. Yeah. Because and Radley got up straight away yeah. because he's not a diving little cunt bitch <laughs> like dragons players are anyway. <laughs> You yeah. see in the footage, and the bunker has far more angles and the yep. ability to slow down and freeze frame and fucking CSI Miami, that shit. Yeah. He looks at him. Napa sees the ball leave, yep. looks back at him, and keeps going. Yeah. You know? Absolute fuck. There's got to be an investigation. I just th- I just think it's more it's more just like, you know, the... Not a, not as big or you know like big guy or not a small guy because remember when they brought it they were sort of saying it was all about protecting late hits on playmakers yeah late hits on playmakers well, like, what, why does a playmaker need any more hit than uh, sorry any more protection than fucking Radley because Radley Radley's a little fucking cheap shot merchant himself so I mean maybe they just went eh, yeah okay. calm as a calm as a fucking cold ass bitch <laughs> I mean the cheap shots that little cunts put on people so I mean yeah. I don't I don't begrudge him you know, getting his comeuppance anytime yeah okay fair enough. Giving the fucking old hopper on Keefe Galloway treatment for like and, a- and yeah, the the dogs got close here in the end, and 
and they did have you know opportunities where you'd think maybe a better team could have come back over the top of yeah. the Roosters. But no one would ever have ever thought legitimately the dogs, you know, outside of I oh, hope to see an upset and chaos. No, no one ever would have had any legitimate. And the showing of that was they finally get some points on the board through some sustained pressure. You know, yep. that's, a, that's what you're supposed to do. It was a beautiful set play, you mm-hmm. know, cutting out Lewis and confusing the defence. And then straight away after it, they, they spill it and give up concede, a try. Yeah. Yeah, it, that, that was the game all over. Yep. Uh, probably probably will do enough to avoid the spoon, but yeah. Is it that they're doing enough or the Titans are doing it for them? Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing enough in the sense that they're not doing as little as the Titans. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got here, Ian said, uh, after so many close calls, I think this might finally be the year that the Dogs, as a collective, score less points than Hasm in 2004. Ooh. And uh, I did see a thread. I don't have it here in front of me, though, but they did go on to say that, yeah, I think that they have to score to to beat Hasm's 2004 total. I think the Dogs have to score about another 19 points a game going forward, but they're averaging 12. Jeez. So, yeah. Um Ben says, uh, so you're telling me two rival Sydney clubs, which on a clear Sunday afternoon with a combined 25,000 members get 136 people to attend the game. Shit fans, fold the club, send them both to Perth. Uh, JSJ Hogan on Twitter, while it's another loss for the Dogs, they were far from disgrace today. On the plus side, a teammate of mine had a bet with me and gave me a 10-point start. Hashtag winning and losing at the same time. And finally, uh, GT351 underscore Johns. Tolman being our main hope all game really sums up how poor we're going. But imagine being the Chooks and only win by eight against this rabble. But fuck it, I'm still proud to be a Bulldog. It was only six though, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't even eight, GT. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I was. It was 20, yeah, sorry, it's 2012. You're right. My apologies. Uh, the Panthers. Sorry. The Raiders, 30, defeat the Panthers, 18. Out there at Panthers Stadium. Good crowd, just over 15,500. The Raiders, 30 tries to uh, Papali, Whitehead, Caesar, Nicol Klogstad, Rapana, or Rapana, I should say, and Bateman. Uh, Croker, three of six conversions. The uh, Panthers uh, tries to To'o. I think that's six from six games, yeah? Leota and Tamau, uh, Cleary, two of three conversions and a penalty goal. Yeah. Fast start from the Panthers. Which is the... The exact opposite of what they've done. Yeah. During, Although it was reeled in time. fairly quickly too, I think by like the 15th minute or something, yeah. Canberra back in front. Yeah, they came back. But you had your chances. It was, Territorially and... It, it was a much better showing from them in terms of thinking long-term in the game. They seem much more comfortable now getting into a grind and getting in and, and putting the pressure on to get the points. Earlier on, they seemed very much like a squad that if you could just hold them out, even if they put three sets on you, yeah. if you could hold them out, it would do them more harm than you. Yep. Um, they'd seem now to just be able to get into the, the groove of a game and and just wear teams down, which is, a, I think, a very important factor these days. Um, then they went back into that old Penrith funk for a little while. Like Edwards made a fucking sensational break from a kick return, and there was just no one around him. And so many times, it's so fucking simple, whether it's a bomb, whether it's chasing a grubber, you know, or or just pushing up, 
games can be turned just on having enough jerseys around the ball. Yeah. And that was an instance where that... Like, it was a great run and it started the set off in great field position, but... but well, if, you got, if you can have a, a guy on either side giving you some options... That's it. Well, it's like last week when the Roosters scored that, you know, the yeah. team try, yeah. you know, came through, you know, started from Teddy. That's it. Just always hands around, always yep. hands around, always hands around. Um, the first half, though, was a, a fucking frantic pace. Both teams were just going at each other. And if Croker wasn't an absolute shit cunt diving merchant, <laughs> it would have been 13 on 13. Um, but unfortunately, he did to Dean Fare what plenty of other players have done to his rep career and ambitions. Just send it to the bin. <laughs> Fuck you, you headgear wearing, pulling your pants down in front of kids, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> bitch um, then the second half though it it really did show the difference in the squads and it showed the improvement in Canberra I know we spoke about this last week yeah. of them going from a 60-65 minute team to an 80 minute team well the, the, this game again also had the, the, the time where Panthers could have, you know, they they had enough possession, they did come enough back. field position, and that to actually come back and do the thing. And, and it was a lovely little piece of play from Fish to Leota to get them back in within striking distance. Um, then there was the referees forty fouring us <laughs> with, yeah, not understanding how fucking gravity works, and that if Naden pushed the ball forward with his hands by the very fucking laws of physics, because gravity is pulling down on him, that is downward pressure on the ball, which means that he ground it before fucking cunt or clog cunt. <laughs> there's, there's a bitterness in you this week that's... Uh... <laughs> I got jizz on the gloves, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, yeah, then the Raiders, you know, put it all you know beyond all out. And they were green. Fuck! I jinxed myself. That's it. You did it to yourself. You did Fucking it to yourself. Hell. You made your bed. You made your furry bed. <laughs> Fucking crusty gloves. <laughs> yeah. No. But, um. The streak's over. Raiders have uh, affirmed their credentials. Yep. And good job. Aaron, uh, Aaron Ma on our faces at a hashtag stand up white flags up. One eyed tiger. Shout out to all the 44s at Pornhub Stadium. They sounded great on TV. Hashtag cheers to your tears. Solzy, look, I'll take the win and I'll enjoy the hell out of it, but only in a game against the Panthers can we be up by 12 with two minutes to go and I'm still stressing. So fuck you, Panthers. You may own a piece of my soul, but today is ours, motherfuckers. Clevo. Losing to raids, losing to trades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, Rishi said, uh, not the result I wanted, but a fun day to be had in the crowd. High levels of animation all game, two sets of drums, lots of witty comments, and plenty of fans who don't know some of the finer points of the sport. And finally, Tim said, uh, is there anything better than watching the Panthers and their fans cry harder than a receptacle after a night with stepdad? Hashtag Roosevelt, hashtag fuck the Panthers, hashtag Mars Bars on standby. If you think that the receptacles are the ones that have been crying, you obviously haven't been listening to my stories. 
<laughs> Although I do, I do like that I have this fucking aura that I'm out there just like slaying bitches and breaking hearts <laughs> instead of the. <laughs> well, I don't think the implication was that they were crying because they like they they can't have you. I mean, they could be crying because they they they, they get fucking scratched by their fucking Oscar gloves from now on. Was that Kim Wilson that's saying that if I can't have you? <laughs> Well, not originally, at least. Oh, okay. Maybe she did a version of it, but I mean... I don't know. <laughs> it was far older than her. She was uh, she was on the snack sizes, but that song came out. <laughs> okay, previews this week... Uh we have we're kicking off on the Thursday night with the West Tigers taking on the North Queensland Cowboys at Leichhardt. So, tight looking at the Tiger squad, Cheekam named despite discover uh, despite the concussion. I guess you know, having said that, there's probably a potential for him to not end up playing, you know, as the week progresses. But fuck, just give him a rest, will you? For God's sakes, um, Jacob Little in the eighteen. Patiently waiting. Uh, the Cowboys. Morgan is back from his concussion. And uh, that puts Asiata to the bench. And uh, probably the best place for him. I mean, yeah, well, not the bench, but, you know, back to his, you know, I guess more uh, job description-y positions. I mean, I like, I like to see the ball skills from Asiata, but, you know, I think speaking of representative people getting head fucked, I think I head fucked in that game with Samoa with the yeah yeah. <laughs> sorry with New Zealand with uh, with Sean Johnson putting all yeah. you know, dummies on him and scoring tries. Yeah. Um, look, I would like to say the West Tigers at Leichhardt to do it for Robbie, um, and I feel like that their I feel their best their best parts are better than the Cowboys' best parts in 2019. Yep. But the Cowboys have shown a, a you know propensity for you know, just hanging in there and fucking do, and just and just playing tough and and bringing it home late. So you know the Tigers will have to be on their game. But um, I think that at Leichhardt, you know, with all the emotion around Robbie, yeah. I mean, this one should be the, the two points that they can bank. It, it should. The only the only concern I would have is that Cowboys pack. Yeah. Probably gets it over the Tigers pack. Yeah. But then they sort of lack the ability to have. And and if Cheekam can remember what fucking day it is and what yeah. rugby league is, yeah, um, he almost makes himself like another back anyway. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think the Tigers will take this one. Okay, Warriors take on the Raiders in the pub slot over in Mount Smart Stadium on this occasion. The uh, Warriors welcome back Cody Nikarima. Isaac Luke he was suspended for three three three, three games, so he is gone, and uh, yeah, which is unfortunate because he's been actually playing. Yeah, you know, uh, I wouldn't say he's turned back the clock or anything, but he's he certainly played better than he did last year. Uh, the Raiders unchanged squad, and uh, don't yeah. obviously that it's a, the business getting towards the business end of the year. Purely on form, you can't go past the Raiders. You have to go, Ra- you have to go Raiders, and I mean, uh, even even the travelling and everything, it's just not so much the concern of a team when a team's travelling well and morale's high and they're doing the, they're doing all the little things correctly. And especially, I don't think it's the travel that gets the teams, and the Warriors haven't done anything. To make Mount Smart a fortress this year. Yeah. 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 Broncos take on the storm at Suncorp Stadium Friday night main game. The uh, Gillette returns. Um, Flegler comes back from suspension. Pangai's out with suspension. And uh, Offangawe to the bench. 
Storm. Vooney Valley returns from suspension, so uh, that takes uh, that pushes back uh, Shandor Earl to 21. Look, I would expect the Melbourne Storm to come out and absolutely fucking sodomise the Broncos this week. Yeah. In fact, I might go to this game. Losing, losing to the old enemy at home in such a fashion yes. is going to make Bellamy so fucking furious. Yes. I saw some stats today. It was actually crazy. Like the amount, like the game's man, like Hasler's played against Bellamy and Bellamy's like, he's got a fucking really high winning, you know, win rate usually, yeah. but against Hasler, it's like 30%, 38%. Yeah, it's like fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah like way more than I would have anticipated. Uh, the Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Knights at uh, Brookie. Saturday afternoon, 3 p.m. It's going to be packed there again. Um, unchanged squad. I know some suggestion that Cherry Evans has been carrying some sort of injury, but um, it's just like one of those week-to-week things, and it's, a, it's enough to be a cunt when he's playing, but you know it's not enough to keep him out of games week on week, so it's just treating it, I guess. But uh, one thing is important for Manly. I mean, they... I, it's good that he's I, such I, a social fratata that I, the crushing realisation that everyone on the planet fucking hates him. You know, won't, won't. That's not the case. That's that's just not the case at all. Um, that, uh, exactly. That's what he says to himself before every game. Uppy in the nineteen. He repeats it like so that. So he uh, he may be maybe close to a return. Uh, you know, and like yeah, I'd be happy with that as well. I mean, I think he might have to be the relief hooker though. You know, yeah. I think find he's certainly yeah, yeah. cemented. He's taken his chance. He's cemented his spot, and the team's going fucking great. So you'd be loath to change anything. And one of the other things that that, that I mean. Like Brad Parker coming back in the side has made them so fucking much better defensively. Remember, one of the yeah. biggest problems yeah. was Dylan Walker shooting up and you know doing bullshit. But that's another one of the things. I mean, it was just through sheer accident with Cust being out one week that by necessity Dylan Walker had to, had to play six, and then because yep. Brad Parker was ready to come back. Yep. What it's done is it's hidden Dylan Walker in defence a little bit more in there. Yeah. It's given Dylan Walker way more time with the ball before he hits defense, so it's made him actually way more effective in attack. Yeah. And then you've got Parker locking down the defensive side of things. It's actually made the side better. So, so we're taking a long time to say Manly will beat Newcastle. The Knights have a fucking bulk load of changes. They've dropped Ramian for some fucking reason. SASA, I mean, he's always been... It seemed like for all this year or like half of yeah. this year, he's kind of been out of favor with Brown yeah. for whatever reason. So, so he's gone... Uh, Levi, he's he's been dropped as well. Bureau as well. So what they've done is they've moved Heinel Hunt to centre, Kurt Mann to the wing, Mason Lenor is going to be in the halves, Fitzgibbon comes back, Matadia to the bench, Watson goes to hooker, and Jacob Saifidi comes back and on the interchange. Yeah, okay. It's round fucking twenty. I don't think teams that are serious about contending for the competition need to be making like one, two, three, four, five. Well, fuck! I mean, there's about seven oh. players. There's about seven. There's about seven players switching around, and there's some you know guys being dropped. And it's yeah, Look, I, yeah, I, nights are fucked. I'm not sure that they were the problems in the first place, and I don't think that does them any favors them. against Manly. So. You, you, if, if you're serious, you really want to have your combinations decided by this point of the season. Yeah. You know, just, it, you know, Brownie, I don't know, he's thinking with his little head. Um, and, you know, good thing, too, because he's, uh, he's uh, he might need, I mean, his little head 
if he's very lucky and very polite, he may get a reach around from the fucking ass fucking he's about to receive this weekend. The Doggies take on the Panthers at um, Wankbest Stadium. The Doggies side uh, is unchanged. The Panthers side, same 17, but Martin switches to the second row and uh, Yo is lock. Our for and against could be back in positive after this game. What is it at the moment? Oh, like minus 70. Oh, that far? Yeah. See, the thing about the Doggies is I have I have no fucking doubt whatsoever that you're going to win the game. None. None. Not a shit. CWZ and CHN revenge games. Oh, that's true. That's true. Mm. Look, I've got no doubt you're going to win. You're not going to win by a, a, a truckload because the Dogs seem to be able to keep it close. They even did. though they're not going to threaten you in terms of putting enough points on the points, beach. They will frustrate you in the, yeah. But, you know, but if you, would, if you were to score over 24, I'd probably be surprised. Yep. But you never know. Maybe it might come together and you might get your 70. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's a dog, so, you know, no one would begrudge it. No. Uh, but, yeah, Panthers certainly to win. Uh, the Sharks take on the Rabbitohs at uh, Reclaim Australia Stadium. The Sharks side. Feet is on the bench as he returns from suspension. Moylan back to fullback. Dugan to the wing. Uh, Graham is back in second row. That feels quick. Uh, well, yeah, watch Rush Wade back again and you'll fuck his hamstring again. Oh. Um, Capewell to the bench. And uh, everyone else has dropped the reserves. The Rabbits. Sam Burgess returns. Ethan Lowe to go to the bench. Liam Knight to the bench. And Tensua uh, and Britt to the uh, Wastelands. Mm. <sighs> Look, yeah, I mean, you have to say that the, the Rabbits, I mean, I still don't feel the Rabbits are going that that great. They had, they had the blitz they put on against the Cowboys to steal the game the week before yeah. last. They narrowly escaped with the game against the Dragons of all teams by the skin of their fucking teeth last week. Yep. You remember that. They've, they've had to change some fairly fucking key aspects of their play. L- yeah. Losing the three main yeah. battering rams they have in their team. Yeah, no, yeah. and then, like I'm not going to say that. There's certainly been, you know, origin and injury disruption to their to their spine, um, you know, fairly consistently. Yeah. And they still don't have, you know, they still don't have a old mate back in fullback either. So it's, but they've been. I mean, I think they've been settled enough now for the last month or so. Yep. Sam Burgess will certainly be a welcome a welcome uh, addition and return yeah. to their side. I think Cronulla can really stamp some authority here. Um, well, it's not even stamping it, authority. It's just like signalling their intentions. That they're not going to be cucked by the Broncos into ninth. Yeah, that's true. But I think team. I think teams like the Sharks need to see this weekend, and the Warriors are another one for the fucking opportunity that it is that the Broncos are looking at a potential historic ass raping. Yes, from the Storm. Yes. So the so they jumped into eight from twelfth. Yep. They can get fucked off back into twelfth very easily. Yeah. You know, if these teams do their jobs. Quick the Knights aren't going to do it for them, so it has to yeah. be the Sharks. And I, I, look, I think the Sharks can win. I still I still favour the Rabbitohs narrowly. Yep. But look, it would not surprise me at all if the Sharks uh, made it a contest and won. Roosters take on the Titans at the SCG. Fucking by how many? Jesus Christ, the, the Roosters are somehow still paying a dollar eleven. Yeah, okay. So Letters is out suspended. Cordner and Takiyahu are injured. So there are some changes there, but, you know. Yeah, but, you know. 
have they made rugby league illegal in the state of Queensland? Because that's about the only and way. You, the and when you bring guys like Nat Butcher and stuff into the side, I mean, he was a fucking gun last time he played for them. I mean, he's a match-winning, you know. Titans. Okay, so Copley's injured. So Kelly replaces him in the centres. AJ Brimson's out. So, so Jack's to play fullback? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's in the seven. The one that I'm looking at, though. That's weird. Um... So no, Gordon, Gordon's in one. Gordon's in one. So Jax is in seven. Brimson's out. Latu drops to the reserves. Branko Lee is in 16. And Ash Taylor is in the 18. So I guess potentially he's a chance of coming back at some stage soon. Jesus wow. Christ. The Roosters can have three times the amount of injured players and still win 13 plus, and they will. Yes. Dragons take on the Eels, finally. Uh, this one's taking place at uh, at home for the Dragons, of course. Uh, Lattimore to the bench, Kafusi to the bench. Dufty is out of the side. Kerr out of the side. Rubber blah, blah, still in 21, so he's not getting his great... I guess they went pretty... Yeah, Saab went pretty well, so yeah. why wouldn't you leave him there? Uh, the Eels, okay. So Jennings returns from injury. Takarangi goes out to the wing. Ethan Parry, he drops out of the side. Sean Lane returns in the second row. Okay. <sighs> Another tough one. I, I Must think... win game for the Eels. Must win game for the Eels. Yeah. And I think another week in for Widdop. Yeah. Gives gives the Dragons a little bit much class. Yeah. I'd like yeah. to say that the Eels should want it more. A loss to the Eels would really fucking open things up. Well, it, it would open... Well, it would make it super interesting, mm. the battle for 6, 7, yeah. and 8. Because a loss to the Eels would pretty much leave Manly trying to get into the top four and yep. fairly safe from the you know what's coming from yep. below. That's it. And when you consider you have to... You'd have then... Panthers in the box seat, or probably Eels in the box seat, you know, maybe tied with Panthers. Yep. Then yep. you've got Broncos, Cronulla, Newcastle, Warriors, and maybe, well, I mean, they're all definitely, I mean, the Dragons are only like one point behind the Warriors, though, so mm-hmm. if they so if they got the win, then I guess that gives yeah. them a mathematical, fuck, the, oh, Tigers, sorry, that's the other team, was the Tigers. It's going to be a fucking cracking end of the season in terms of what can happen it's going to be a mad scramble yeah. for like eighth and you know, seventh and eighth, yeah. for sure. Especially with the four and against situation for some of the teams that have got the points in the bank, but they don't have the four and against yeah, if they were to you know, draw even. Um, on this occasion, though, I've, it's a non it's a non Bankwest game for the Eels, ah, which can be a shit. thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Dragons at home. I'm going to tip the Dragons in the upset. I don't know. What are they paying? What's the, the betting? Is that, is that an upset? Hang on. Let me go back to the... Who's that? Dragons to win? I'm I'm calling Dragons for the upset, but I assume it's an upset. No, they're a dollar eighty-five favourites. Fuck me! Everyone's got the same idea. Mm. I've got to change my tip too because I've got eels here in the ones that I've already submitted. So I usually just do a quick run through just in case I forget to do them later in the week, which I often do. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I might I might I might change that one to the Dragons. Go for the gold. Uh, 
tweet from Leroy Brown, 1978. He said, I just had a mate ask me who the Storm have this weekend. And I said, Manly at the Korean housewife. And he just stared at me blankly for a couple of seconds and then said, where? You need to educate your friends, sir. That's uh, it. No tool tourists this week. I've been meaning to put the hats up for sale too. And I'm, I, I promise I will get to that at some stage. It's so fucking busy at the moment. Um, but I am keen to get them going. And also we've been talking, uh, you know, privately about uh, the subscription sort of model to, to make it easier for people to, you know, like pay off the membership over a period of time. And uh, we'll probably be activating that pretty, you know, sort of like in the, well, end, end of the, end after the grand final, but like... We, yeah. we put this up in the, in the Facebook group and it got an amazing response yep. that people would like an option to basically buy their membership at a monthly price instead of one fell swoop. Um, and the idea would be that, you know, we'd, we'd need to start it soon to make it viable. Um, yeah. But they would buy their 2020 membership and pay it off throughout the remainder of the 2019 well, not, they'll not pay, the- just like, they'd, they'd be like, you know, starting, starting to, you know, but, but basically what we do is we do it, like, say the first one would be like October and then you know, October, November, December, you'd be paying through to October, to October the next year, wouldn't you? Basically. That, yeah. Well, I can't remember what the. No, it was like starting it in August. Yeah. Just so the memberships can get out May. Yeah. But that's basically the concept anyway. Yes. So something like that's coming at some stage when we are, <laughs> when we fucking can get to get around to doing it. But uh, yeah, we shall let you know anyway. And uh, the Facebook group and everything is a, is a, a great place for discussion and uh, where we sort of float ideas like this as well. So if you're not in there and you want to have a say on these sorts of things, then uh, please get in there and have your say because we would love to hear. Um, that's it for 329. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League, and our group is uh, you know, forward slash groups slash Tool Nation. Um, make sure you hit the like button, share our posts around, help spread the word, all that good shit. Um, and the Reddit as well, uh, our subreddit, uh, r slash this week in league on Reddit. So get around that one as well and help us get that one pumping. Um, iTunes, we've got a new review this week from, um, Joshy, the great rugby league podcast, five stars. This podcast is great as it covers lots of aspects of the game on and off the field. They're passionate about the teams as much as anyone else. Also, it's great for a laugh and I love being part of the, uh, the tool nation on Facebook. So thank you very much, sir. Tipping. Toosie has had his lead uh, cut to one. Voodoo Rock in second. And then one point back, we have Matt F. Wobby Farah, me in fifth, moved up. On a Blood Buzz in fifth. And then a point back, we've got PT Tiger Man, Bargy, Conan the Eel, and Nightmare with a K. And uh, how's someone supporting the Knights moving up? Fucking. What, tipping with their head? After the last month. Tipping with um, their head. And Supercoach, Notorious PODs, still killing it. Moved up to 177th. Sam Seals, Bradbury's Legends, Ivan's Lost Sons, Arkham's Inmates, uh, Big Papa Power, Haystacks Calhoun, Live Truck Legends, Super Turbo Bros, and Eels from uh, Andre, a.k.a. Dre. Someone named their team Super Turbo Bros. Correct. They've been like in the top 10 almost the entire fucking season too. Wow. Because 
if you've got fucking Tommy Turbo on your supercoach side, you're probably fucking travelling all right. Yeah, but why not just call them the Super Turbos? Because maybe he's doing a, a an homage to like you know Mario Brothers, like Super Mario Bros. Or he's a frittata. Yeah, I would like to, I would like to to light the candle rather than rather than cast the fucking beaten egg mix around the fucking kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, you got some dry cleaning to do, so let's fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, see you next week. This Week in League was brought to you <laughs> by the letter. With a very special guest star. <laughs> <laughs> These are the people in your neighborhood. <laughs> in your neighborhood. <laughs> Say see you later or something. Sign off. Get fuck out of here. This show is awful. Terrible. Disgusting. See you next week. Of course. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 